Manx Radio Sport. A very good evening and welcome to Saturday Sport Classified, the latest edition here on Manx Radio AM 1368. If you're looking to tune in to Radio Caroline North, that is continuing right now over on Manx Radio Digital. So if you're looking to tune into Radio Caroline, head on over to Manx Radio Digital where that is continuing right now. Well, we are here on AM 1368 for the next hour to take a look through what has been another busy day of sport here on the Isle of Man across the latest football, rugby and hockey fixtures that have been taking place. So, without any further ado, let's get things started with your classified sports results for the Isle of Man for today, Saturday the 13th of January 2024, starting with football. The ECAB FA Cup preliminary round. Maloon 0, St Mary's 4. Moran 5, Castletown 3. Douglasson District 0, Foxdale 5. The Canada Life Men's Premier League. Corinthians 3, Union Mills 1. St George's 3, Ramsey 4. Braddon 1, Laxey 5. Air United 11, Douglas Royal 0. In DPS Limited, Division 2. Governors Athletic 0, Douglas High School Old Boys 2. Michael United 7, Paul Rose 1. In Canada Life, Combination 1. Union Mills 4, Corinthians 3. Laxey 5, Braddon 0. Peel 0, St John's United 0. Douglas Royal 0, Air United 6. DPS Limited, Combination 2. Onken 8, Castletown 2. Jim's 3, Foxdale 3. Douglas High School Old Boys 5, Governors Athletic 1. Douglas Athletic 7, Douglas and District 1. And in the NWCFL Premier Division, Padiham 3, FC Isle of Man 1. Turning now to today's Isle of Man rugby results. The Regional 2 Northwest, Whitchurch 14, Douglas 41. In Counties 4, ADM Lanks Cheshire, Marple 17, Vagabonds 24. And in the Ravenscroft Manx Shield, Western Vikings 48, Castletown 31, Ramsey 72, Southern Nomads 12. Turning now to hockey, the Men's Premier League, Valkyries A5, Backers B0, Backers A5, Castletown A0, Harlequins A versus Vikings A is a late result. The Ladies Premier League. Harlequins A 0, Castletown A 5. Vikings A 4, Castletown B 0. Valkyries A 4, Backers A 1. In Men's Division 1. Valkyries B 3, Vikings C 0. Castletown B 0, Ramsey A 3. Harlequins B versus Vikings B is a late result. Ladies Division 1, Backers B1, Vikings B2, Ramsey A4, Castletown C0. In Men's Division 2, Backers D4, 
Castletown C2. Ramsey B4, Backers Colts 8. In Ladies Division 2, Valkyrie C2, Castletown E0. Vikings C1, Harlequins B4. Castletown D versus Ramsey B is a late result. And in the under-15s league, Backers 3, Valkyres 6. And Ramsey Rogues and Rascals versus Castletown Sabres is a late result. And in fact, just in the last few moments, we have had confirmation from Ladies Division 2. It has finished Castletown Ladies D3, Ramsey B2. So those are your classified sporting results for the Isle of Man in football, rugby and hockey for Saturday the 13th of January 2024. And for any of those outstanding results, if you do have any information on those in the next hour or so, please do text in to us 166-167. We'd love to get some details on those and have a quick chat about what's happened during the day. And speaking of a chat about the day, it's been another busy day of football, a mixture of both cup and league action taking place across the island. And uh, back in the studio here as it's uh, starting to get very dark again outside. Good evening, Tony Method. Good evening, Rob. It's a little bit warmer as well. A bit chilly out there this afternoon. I know the sunshine was out there, but we got all the games on, got the results in, and let's get them sorted. Well, before we get into the results, we do have to say it has. We have been a bit blessed this weekend, haven't we? No postponements today with the adverse weather that we've seen over the last few weeks going into 2024. Great to see every game being played today. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, that's what the players want. It was quite interesting uh, speaking to someone from Russia today saying it's been quite a while since uh, they've played. But uh, today, you know, Moran's pitch wasn't playable last week, but uh, today it was in splendid condition and uh, looked at the pitches at Bala Fletcher. Same uh, there. So, uh, you know, that's what they want. Consistent football. We don't like these postponements. It, uh, with cup games in and around now, it takes uh, a lot to sort it all out when we lose some games. But uh, luckily today we had three to play and we got them all played. And we'll just tease this for later on as we go through the results in the next few moments. But we do also have a cup draw to take place later in the show, Tony. Yeah, the Jacksons uh, under-18 FA Cup, that starts a week on Wednesday. So uh, there's eight teams in the hat, uh, four games to come out of it. And as you say, we'll do the draw later. That live draw coming up later in the show. Well, let's take a look at the fixtures that have been taking place so far today. We'll start with the ECAP FA Cup preliminary round. Three games there. These three games rearranged from last week when they were postponed due to unfit pitches. Let's start uh, what happened in the south of the island. Malou versus St Mary's. Malou, they'll have been out for what they dubbed a cup set. I do like that phrase, Malou. I might have to uh, steal that off you for the rest of the season. Malou, they were hoping for a bit of an upset and a bit of a shock up against Premier League St Mary's, but it wasn't to be for the hosts. St Mary's, a professional job from them. They've beaten Malou by four goals to nil. Yeah, and it's all down to one man today, and uh, I don't know when the last time he scored a hat-trick in uh, senior football, but uh, Chris uh, got it, and uh, well done, Chris Walsh, and he got uh, all three goals. Joe Berquist got one, uh, but uh, he normally plays in uh, midfield, so... Whether he was uh, allowed to you know, go up a little bit further today, I'm not too sure. But I just think that's a reasonable result, that for uh, Malou, because uh, St Mary's one of the top sides in the Premier League. And uh, Malou, you know, in that uh, mid-table. Uh, but today, Chris was just a little bit too strong for him. His hat-trick's the difference. And uh, St Mary's go uh, through and they are going to play um, in the next round, if I can uh, find it. They'll be playing Laxey at home. Yeah, it is. So... Uh, you know, it's another good game, that one, isn't it? Uh, because uh, St Mary's and Laxey have already had battles this year. 
indeed. Well, the second of those ties, uh, this was one that I think plenty of people had their eyes on uh, when these uh, draws were initially made. The game was called off at the last second last week. I know, Tony, you were heading down there and had to divert to a different route once this game was uh, called off due to an unfit pitch. Well, it took place today at Memorial Playingfields. Bottom of the Premier League, Moran taking on Division 2 leaders Castletown. We thought this could be an interesting game, and certainly, Tony, it did not disappoint. But the Premier League side just about coming out on top in this game. Moran 5, Castletown 3. Yeah, it was a funny old game because, uh, you know, at the start when, uh, you know, Moran got uh, two good goals, one very early on, uh, Carl Hartman uh, scored the first and then it was uh, Joey Rothwell uh, got one inside the penalty area. But Castletown just didn't seem to get going. But then they sort of found their legs up front and uh, started to create all sorts of problems. Uh, Mikey Callister got uh, a goal for um, around good uh, cross in and a header uh, from him and uh, then suddenly Castletown started to score goals uh, Nathan Cardi uh, with uh, a couple and he could have quite easily have uh, got a third one as well it was so so similar uh, to uh, sort of the second one he'd scored but uh, Danny Lane's goal was uh, well finished inside the uh, penalty area struck it well with his right foot and just uh, second half he expected Castletown to probably develop and uh, get onto bigger things in that uh, second period but it didn't quite happen because Moran sort of closed things up a little bit at the back and uh, it just looked an awful lot uh, tighter for them it was um, Carl Hartman who got his uh, uh, second of the game and uh, Rory Kurswick I think he was a second half substitute uh, got one that finished up um, around five, uh, Castletown three. And if uh, Castletown could have taken that form towards the end of the first half into that second half, it could have been different. But there weren't too many chances. There's one or two here and there, a few little uh, challenges, nothing malicious, but a good game. And uh, at least both sides know you know, how Division 2 is strength-wise, you know, Moround and uh, Castletown know uh, what uh, the Premiership is going to look like with Moround sitting at the bottom of the table. Moran progressing after winning today and they'll have a home tie, a tough home tie up against Air United. Yeah, and I don't think um, that'll phase Moran, to be honest with you, because uh, they know Air United, they know how strong they are and uh, they've had a great day today, uh, Air United. But I was talking to the manager afterwards and they've got one or two players to come back in and just overall the way they corrected things uh, in that second period just shows that uh, they've got a little bit more in the tank. And the other ECAP FA Cup preliminary round tie taking place today was an all-Division 2 affair, Douglaston District up against Foxdale. And Foxdale already flying high in Division 2 in league circumstances and they put in a commanding display today at Douglaston District, beating Douglaston District by five goals to nil. Yeah, good result for them in the end. And uh, Ricky Newsham got uh, two of the goals. Charlie Harrison got his name on the score sheet, Jason Charmer and uh, Jay Chatwood. And as you rightly say, Foxdale just uh, below uh, Castletown in that uh, Premier League, uh, in that uh, Div 2. But my word, it's tight, isn't it? When you look down, you look at uh, sort of Colby, Michael and Onken in there. It's all to uh, battle for. But this is a cup game and uh, sort of Foxdale will be uh, chuffed to bits for this one. But now they travel to uh, Russian, which is not going to be an easy place to go to. We say Russian uh, in, in league senses have, have picked up of late, but uh, against the Foxdale side, they'll be absolutely brimming with confidence still. That could be an intriguing tie. Well, he will, and uh, I think uh, Anthony Corkle's done a really good job there because, you know, I've watched them, I think it's twice this season, and I've been impressed with them, and getting Jay Chetwood back has helped things. But just all around, you know, Charlie Harrison, I think he'd been missing for quite a few games. Uh, he got himself uh, injured last year. And he come back in and uh, he caused all sorts of problems when I watched them play. But, you know, it's more getting promotion, isn't it? That's what they're after, OK? They'll enjoy the cup run, but they want to get themselves up, back up into the Premier League. 
Plenty to get excited about a Billy Goat Park, it seems, at the moment at this stage in <laughs> the season. OK, let's take a look at the league fixtures that took place today. They got underway at the slightly later than the FA Cup preliminary round ties. They start at 1.15. The league game starting at 2 o'clock. Looking at the Canada Life Men's Premier League. Over at Bala Fletcher, Corinthians, after what was a big three points for them away at Air United last week, they hosted a Union Mills side that uh, haven't really had too many games recently and certainly need the points at the moment given their recent form. But Corinthians making it back-to-back wins over Union Mills. Corinthians 3, Union Mills 1. Yeah, a bit of a two sides to this uh, story as well because uh, when I turned up it was the second half and uh, Union Mills were leading 1-0 I think they scored that in the first half Oren Mitchell it was who got the goal and it was uh, sort of about 25 minutes I think uh, from the end of the game where Corinthians sort of got it sorted but they could have quite easily have gone 2-0 down because uh, uh, Luke Booth had a good opportunity and it didn't quite happen for them but then Baron Colley scored with a header good header from him Stuart Christian as well uh, got one in to make it uh, 2-1 to uh, Corinthians and then Rona McDonald great uh, ball put in from the right hand side uh, I think he had a little touch on it first but then just volleyed it good uh, hit from him and uh, 3-1 it was to Corinthians Junior Mills had a player sent off in the last sort of 10 minutes or so not too sure who it was or what it was for uh, but uh, Corinthians just stuck at it and uh, well done to them turning around that one no deficit into a 3-1 win and then there was seven goal thriller over at Glen Crutchery Road earlier today St George is still looking for valuable points to try and move themselves away from the bottom stages of the Canada Life Men's Premier League up against a Ramsey side still pushing in those uh, top three positions at the moment toward the top of the league got work to do to try and catch uh, Peel and Air later in the season on paper at least you would have certainly favoured uh, Ramsey to go into this uh, as the favourites they have come out on top Tony but my word of they out to work for it it finished St George's three Ramsey four yeah absolutely cracking game got a bit of a match report as well thanks to Malcolm Kelly for this one. A thrilling game at uh, St George's. Ramsey dominated possession throughout, but St George's experience at set pieces looked to have won the game before an exciting comeback by Ramsey. Harry Blissett for Ramsey scored after a through ball just before half time. Geordie's equalised from a corner with their first shot on target after half time. Geordie scored for 2 1 after a long throw into the goal area. Then Ramsey keeper was sent off, that's James Rice, uh, for pulling back a Geordie's forward. Outside the area, uh, Geordie's then uh, scored for 3-1 after Johnny Myers backheaded a long uh, kick from defence to uh, Geordie forward. Then Greg Hepburn headed in from a Ramsey corner uh, to make it uh, 3-2. Late uh, normal time, Ramsey then got a penalty scored by Dylan Pickles to make it 3-3 in the last minute of uh, stoppage time. A pass from Pickles put Jamie Agnew who I think was a second-half substitute, clear to score a dramatic winner with a shot across the keeper to leave Ramsey elated and Geordie's very disappointed. Well done, Malcolm. Great report. Sounds like a great entertaining game there. And then just a few, uh, well, about 100 yards away or so, uh, Braddon, of course, they're still uh, fighting away towards the bottom of the table here. They're looking for valuable points as well. They were coming up against the Laxey side, who have really started to hit their stride in recent weeks after a bit of a hot and cold start, I think it's fair to say, in the league, but uh, certainly starting to find their rhythm at the moment. They've done so again today. Big result for Laxey, beating Braddon at Victoria Road by five goals to one. Yeah, and the thing is, Ramsey... Uh Laxey are doing it in style as well because they're scoring plenty of goals. And uh, Ben Wazza, he got a couple of goals there today. Ryan Gartland got one. Adam Meelan on the score sheet. And Greg Kelly, that's his fourth in uh, two games. Uh, Joe Burrows got the goal for uh, Braddon, but cracking result for Laxey, 5-1. 
And then we head over to Andreas Plainfields. Air United up towards the top of the Canada Life Men's Premier League suffered their first defeat of the season last week at home to Corinthians. But boy, oh boy, have they bounced back today against the Douglas Royal side who have been in good form of late as well. Air United beating Douglas Royal by 11 goals to nil, Tony. Yeah, that's a terrific uh, result for Air United. And uh, sometimes, as I think I said it last week, you can get the first defeat for a long, long time and then the second one comes quickly. And I just thought Douglas Royal today, I know there are probably one or two players missing, uh, but they would have been a lot closer. But a uh, uh, tremendous performance. And uh, Jamie Callister with two goals. Sean Kelly, he got two. Johnny Shields with a couple of goals. Chris Duggan as well with a brace. And Declan Cummins uh, with a couple of goals as well. Cameron Tor uh, got uh, one. Terrific result. Keeps them in touch at the top of the table with that result for Peel uh, last night. Air 11, Douglas Royal nil. Quite the scoreline from Air United's perspective. Well, let's move to DPS Limited Division 2. Just the two games there this weekend. Uh, Governors Athletic nil, Douglas High School Old Boys 2, Tony. Yeah, I haven't got any uh, goal scorers in that game. If you could, please, one six six one seven seven. And then elsewhere, uh, Michael United looking to try and keep in touch with the likes of Castletown, Foxdale, Colby and Onken all in the mix there towards the top of Division 2. Michael United certainly doing that today. A clinical performance from them up against uh, Paul Rose. Uh, their challenges continue in Division 2 this season. Michael United 7, Paul Rose 1. Yeah, Brian Lowther got the goal for uh, Paul Rose for Michael. Liam Kane with another three goals. Here's a stat. I know you like them. Liam I love Kane, a stat. Go on, go on. Liam Kane, 40 goals in 13 games. That's impressive. Uh, that is quite extraordinary. That's quite impressive. Um, it's funny, people have said to me, oh, why doesn't he get a shout at FC Alaman? I don't know what age uh, Liam is or whatever, but he certainly knows how to score goals. Dylan Parrish got one. Uh, Aaron Hamstall still got uh, a goal. Kieran Lane and Sam Greasley. But uh, Liam Kane definitely on fire and flying at the moment in front of goal. Yeah, big result for Michael United and Liam Kane and the team there today. And Definitely. let's take a look at the uh, combination leagues. We'll start with Canon Life Combination 1. Another seven-goal thriller this time uh, between Union Mills and Corinthians over at Gary Moore. And Union Mills coming out on top on this one by four goals to three. Yeah, it's close this one. I expected it, to be honest with you, Rob, because uh, Corinthians have uh, been playing really well uh, of late. They had a tough start to the season, but... Um, you know, putting some good results together now and uh, Union Mills as well aren't uh, far away because uh, Union Mills are third in the league uh, up until uh, lunchtime and uh, Corinthians are eighth, so a good battle there. But uh, for Union Mills, it was uh, Tyler Hughes with a couple of goals, James Young got one and Owen Murphy. It was uh, Chester Bell, one of the young players coming through with a couple of goals for Corinthians and James McCants got the third one. And elsewhere in combination one, Laxey getting the better of Braddon again, this time in the combination leagues. Laxey five, Braddon nil. Yeah, that's all I've got. Uh, if you could text us to the scorers, please, 166-177. And then next up, well, you don't see this very often in Manx football, a, a goalless draw. We don't say that all too often on this show, do we? Uh, between Peel and St John's United, neither could make the breakthrough. The deadlock could not be broken. Peel nil, St John's nil. Yeah, and uh, quite a sort of... Uh, Good performance this by St John's because I got some information through uh, who was uh, sort of playing for uh, Peel's combination and um, says not even the inclusion of first teamers, Reese Oates, great to see Reese coming back. That's his uh, first game since uh, his operation. Lewis Moran in the first uh, in the combination today and uh, Louis Roberts as well uh, couldn't break the deadlock. So uh, sterling defensive performance by uh, St John's but uh, when you see them players coming on you just think there's goals in it but it didn't happen so well done to Janet We mentioned earlier uh, Air United with that big win over Douglas Royal in the Premier League they've uh, managed to in the combination leagues as well Air United have managed another commanding victory over Douglas Royal 6-0 
Yeah, good performance. Uh, Phil Donegan with one deck, uh, Leyland. Harvey Cleeter, Aidan Cubbins uh, back playing football. He got a couple of goals. And uh, Mike uh, Nixon, who uh, Mike will probably be playing Masters tomorrow as well. So uh, well done to him and a goal today. Let's move into DPS Limited Combination 2. Four games there today. And uh, we're Onken 8, Castletown 2 is the result that was filtered through to us before the programme, Tony. Yeah, it was. And uh, I've got uh, the score come through 6-2. So if someone can confirm that for us. Haven't got Onken's goal scorers, but for Castletown, it was Baby Driver Glover with a goal and Aidan Sansbury got the other one. Very well. And then Jim's 3, Foxdale 3. I haven't got Jim's scorers, but I've got Foxdale's uh, goal scorers and uh, Philip Santos uh, with a couple of goals and Corbin Schneid got the other one. And uh, we have Douglas High School Old Boys 5, Governors Athletic 1. No goal scorers. And last but certainly not least in combination to Douglas Athletic 7, Douglas and District 1. And two goal scorers uh, to get the eight goals. It was uh, Rob Smith who scored his uh, first goal for his club, Douglas and District. Well done, Rob. And uh, Lee Ford uh, playing for Douglas Athletic today. Seven goals he got. He got all seven. Uh, good performance by him. Well, we will come on to the draw for the Jackson's Isle of Man Under-18s Cup in just a few moments, but we'll take a quick deviation to the NWCFL Premier Division where FC Isle of Man, after a recent string of relatively poor results, were heading away for the first time on the road for the first time since early November, going to the Ruby Civil Arena up against an inform and strong Padaham side right now. And it wasn't to be in the first away game of 2024 for FC Isle of Man as uh, two first-half goals from Joel Brownhill and a late diving header from Tyler James were enough to give Padaham a 3-1 victory with the only consolation for the Ravens, a Jack McVeigh penalty in the 86th minute. And that was followed by the Ravens finishing the game with 10 men. Jamie Corlett shown a straight red card for uh, denying a clear goal-scoring opportunity. Well, uh, shortly after the game, I caught up with the FC Isle of Man manager, Paul Jones, to get his thoughts on what was a tough day for his side in Lancashire. Paul, first away game of 2024, 3-1 defeat. A day to forget, would you say? No, because some some lessons kind of, I hope, have been learned, so I hope it's not forgotten. It's important it isn't forgotten because our first 10, 15 minutes was nowhere near the levels it needed to be in order to compete at, at this level of football, certainly against a team who were, you know, got lots of confidence and got lots of energy and lots of belief. You know, we feel like we had as well, but as a group, we were, um, were nowhere near the levels we needed to be to just get a foothold in the game really and, and once you're 2-0 down um, at this level of football it should be difficult to get back into it and I thought our reaction was very good and I thought we, we did well for the large part of the remainder of the game but that first 10-15 minutes just really did cost us today and, and um, so I, I hope the players and, and everybody doesn't forget that because it's, very, it's a very important lesson to learn. You mentioned there that the first 10-15 minutes in particular were quite costly, but looking at the rest of the game, what meant that later on in the contest, particularly in the second half, you weren't able to get a foothold then? I mean, I'm, I'm not one for excuses, but you know, the playing on a grass pitch after having so long not playing on a grass, on a grass pitch, I think it was towards the end of October before we, since we last played on, on a grass pitch and it was heavy at times. And, you know, I think we had Owen go off injured. Uh, we had Al Maitland go off injured. And, and some of the changes were, were because of because of that really and it's just a very different game on a grass pitch than an AstroTurf pitch and we kind of adapted to it well in the main part but not, but not well enough to give ourselves a chance to, to win a game of football and it was a different game completely it was a battle it was you know a stereotypical non-league game really and once we got our heads around that, we did we did quite well, but we didn't get our heads around that anywhere near quickly enough. This rut almost in terms of results just doesn't seem to show any signs of abating at the moment. 
Where is the light at the end of the tunnel? Where do you see a turnaround coming from? Yeah, again, I challenge you on that a little bit, Rob, if you don't mind, because we, you know, we, we beat Bursko relatively comfortably, and, and again went two 0 up against a good side last week, and um, you know, on, for the large part, you know, our, our performance today was was on a par with with a, a strong Padian team. So, you know, I think there was a point last season where we were we were in games and playing well and just not quite able to finish it off and. I think as I've said to you before, you've got to keep applying pressure and you've got to keep applying effort and energy and make sure you don't back off at all. Um, and, and things will, will turn around. They, they always do. Paul Jones after his uh, side's 3-1 defeat to Padham in the NWCFL Premier Division over in Lancashire today. And uh, Tony, quickly, just before we move on, FC Isle of Man, yes, they've uh, have had that one win right toward the end of 2023 against Bursko at home, but it's another defeat in what's been a bit of a troubling run for Paul Jones' side. He insists that uh, he's seeing a lot in the performances, just the results aren't quite there yet. What do you make of it? Yeah, defensively, uh, we've started conceding a, a bit too many goals. Last week was hard to take. It was just, we had that little spell in the middle where we conceded all those goals. Uh, but uh, the problem is that uh, Paul's just got to, you know, try and get it sorted out. And, um, you know, certainly today conceded an early goal and put them under pressure. But it just shows you the fine lines, Rob, because we were looking at it at lunchtime. If FC Man had won, then they go within three points of uh, Paddy Hammer. No, they would have had two games in hand. But now the gap is a lot bigger. It's a bit of a six-pointer, isn't it? But, you know, to keep chipping away, it's always going to be difficult. And uh, with, what, two home games coming up now, uh, hopefully they'll get some points on and give the Manx crowd something to shout about. Yeah, FC Man back on home turf next Saturday at 6 o'clock up against Kendall Town. We will be bringing you full live match commentary on that day, Saturday the 20th of January, myself and uh, Tony Meppham, I believe he'll be yep. around as well on my by my right-hand shoulder. <laughs> yeah. uh, full live match commentary of FC Man versus Kendall Town next Saturday at 6 o'clock on Manx Radio, AM 1368 and digital. Well, let's turn our attentions now then to the cup draw taking place in football today. It is the Jackson's Isle of Man Under-18s Cup. So, Tony, very quick to start with could you just tell us the teams that are in the hat yeah certainly can and um, the under 18s is going well I think uh, the league should be decided on uh, Wednesday there's uh, Ramsey atop at the moment uh, Corinthians uh, play against uh, Braddon so that could be a point to where it goes but uh, the teams in the hat are Uni Mills Russian Ramsey Laxey Jims Corinthians Colby and Braddon so Ben is going to do the draw for me uh, there should be eight uh, numbers in that bag if you could, please, Ben. Number two. Number two is a home game for Colby. Number four. Number four is Jim's. Number one. Number one is Braddon. Number three. And number three is Corinthians. Number five. Number five is Laxey. Number seven. And number seven is Russian. The last one. Number six. Number six is Ramsey. Against number eight. And number eight is Union Mills. All these uh, games will be played uh, at the bowl. And uh, the first two games will be played on January the 24th. Well, the way we do it is the first two matches out of the hat will be on those uh, first dates. We don't change them around. Uh, so the first one out was Colby uh, against uh, Jim's. Bradham will play Corinthians. Uh, that'll be the later kickoff, And then on January the 31st, the two games, Laxey against Russian will be at 6.15 and uh, Ramsey will play Union Mills at 8pm. So thank you, Ben. 
Just, just a quick question with regards to the um, Alabama under-18s, not just the under-18s, but the junior setups as a whole. It was I know you've made a couple of comments toward the end of last season about how junior involvement in Manx football in general seems to have grown quite considerably over the last season or so. How is it looking this season, would you say? Really good. Uh, numbers are, are up or, or on par. They're so close to each other. So it's absolutely fantastic. And well done to the Junior League and everyone that organises the fixtures there. But uh, most importantly, well done to the players. Well done to the coaches because uh, without them, uh, they wouldn't um, gain the experience that they are coming through. And when you look at it, Rob, now the young players that are coming into senior level, uh, also into FC Isle of Man, um, they should be proud of, of what's going on Junior League because that's where it all starts. Uh, but the under-18s, we've got more teams in it this year than we've had for a while. Uh, we've got the uh, Cal Cup that's coming up usually about March when the light nights uh, come and that's under-21 uh, competition. But uh, there's been some real good battles in the other uh, in the under-18s this year and it's uh, funny how Ben's drawn it out. Uh, two of the favourites uh, to win the league actually have been drawn together in the Cup. So it gives like, the other teams around them a little bit of a chance to uh, progress in the cup indeed well that's not the end of the footballing action this weekend the games today and the cup this evening but there's a uh, football taking place tomorrow among those two big games in the women's game and that is the semi-finals of the Canada Life Women's Floodlit Cup Tony yeah and unfortunately yeah we still haven't got a date for the final I think yeah, we're going to try and push if we can for the 10th of uh, of February but a little bit to go yet let's get these two semis out of the way but uh, tomorrow uh, Corinthians against uh, Onken that's at uh, 2 10. Uh, I believe if uh, Brian Callow has told me the truth, and I'm not questioning him, <laughs> but um, there's one or two players maybe missing uh, for uh, Onken because uh, there's a, a birthday special birthday party on. But uh, people like Amy Speed, Kaylee Callow might be missing, but uh, Ruby Palmer's in there. So uh, and uh, I think Charlie uh, Moore uh, might be available. I think she's home from university at the moment, so that'll help matters. But uh, Corinthians Millie Dawson's uh, been in fantastic form since she's turned into a senior player. She's been waiting so patient. Since she's about 13 years of age, she wanted to play senior football. She's scoring uh, plenty of goals. Erin Sells is still here at the moment. Uh, Emery Rawlinson will make it strong. And good to see Holly Sumner and uh, Holly Stevens in there as well. Looking at Douglas Royal against Peel, it just depends what players are available uh, for uh, Douglas Royal. But you know the standout player um, is uh, Becky Cole. Kaylee Georgeson's in there as well and uh, Jess Marshall. But for Peel... Becky Corkish is probably having her best season so far, scoring goals at the halfway stage, scoring plenty. And with uh, Maxine Jones, Lisa Castain's a really good player, and Kaylee uh, Gregor as well. Then it just points to me, to uh, Corinthians and Peel final. But uh, the other two teams are very capable of beating them. It's going to be on the day, and uh, we'll see how they battle tomorrow afternoon. You half answered the question I was going to ask you, would we potentially see an upset or will we see a Corinthians Peel showdown again? But as you mentioned there, Tony, Onken and Douglas Rawl, they've completely earned their right to be in the last four here and they won't make it easy for Corinthians and Peel in the respective ties. No, they won't. And I think um, the, the main thing for Onken and for, for Douglas Rawl is to have their best team out. Uh, that's the... the the wish that they want and I think with Onken missing maybe one or two tomorrow that might just hamper them uh, but then you want Corinthians appeal to be missing maybe uh, one or two players but you know the Women's Floodlit Cup I think it's a great competition Rob because all the games are played at the bowl so it's a great place to play um, nine times out of ten you, you know in the dark I know the first game kicks off at uh, two uh, sort of ten but you're still sort of finishing off when it's uh, down it's just brilliant with the lights on there's pitch down there is fantastic and let's just hope that we have two really good games well Tony Meppen thank you very much as always a pleasure to have you here yeah.
Manx Radio Sport. Well, now we turn our attention to Manx Rugby and both Douglas and Vagabonds in their respective leagues have been on the road today, both of them seemingly with a sense of optimism. Douglas with a good recent run of impressive form going into 2024 and Vagabonds looking to keep themselves right in the mix toward the summit of Counties 4 ADM Lanks Cheshire. And what's more, we had two games locally as well in the Ravenscroft Manx Shield. And to take us through all of those, we'll be looking to get in touch now. And hopefully he's there on the other end of the microphone. A very good evening to Dave Christian. Dave, good evening. Yeah, good evening, Rob. It's been an absolutely belting day uh, rugby-wise. The Manx flag is flying high in the northwest of the UK with wins for both Douglas and Vagabonds on the road. Uh, they're on the 6.20 flight from Manchester back home, and I would imagine the mood at the airport is pretty buoyant. Uh, Douglas uh, away at Whitchurch this afternoon. Uh, they had three wins on the bounce underneath the belt today. It was for 41-14. They won away. And uh, great news as well from Douglas elsewhere in the table. Altrigham Kersal, their nearest rivals, lost, which means Douglas climbed up to sixth place in the standings in Regional 2 Northwest. Their next game is in two weeks' time, and it's against Altrigham Kersal at Portishee. Uh, I think next weekend, Douglas have a week off because all their rivals are playing uh, rearranged games due to bad weather, I think uh, either in December or last weekend. Uh, but Douglas have managed to keep clear. They do have a rearranged game to play against Kirby Lonsdale, but that's not until the 9th of March uh, because uh, travel arrangements dictate such. Uh, but today's performance, really good. Uh, five tries for Douglas. Uh, Blake Snell, Kyle Martin and Angus Wheeler all got a try apiece. And uh, Sam McCord out on the wing. He hogged the limelight with two this afternoon. And Luke Highland's boot chipped away off the kick and tee. And he bagged a total of 16 points for himself. Uh, it's an away win. It's an away win with a bonus point. Douglas five points, up to sixth place. And realistically, when I uh, look at the league table for Regional 2 Northwest. They've got the potential to climb just a little bit higher. Um, the gap to uh, fifth place Burnage is now only five points. Burnage, I think, have to come to Portici later this season. So Douglas got a good chance of closing that gap. But above Burnage, I think the gap's probably a little bit too big now. Uh, Crew and Nantwich are in fourth place, 49 points for them. So I don't think Douglas are realistically going to be able to climb that high. Although I think Crew and Nantwich have to come to Portishe as well. So uh, there's still plenty to play for for Douglas this season. And if they can get up to sort of Crew and Nantwich, they're knocking on the door for the promotion spots. Although the top two in the division, Birkenhead Park and Bowden, are perhaps a little bit too far ahead up at the very top. But congratulations to Douglas. Great performance for them. A week of rest now. And then another very winnable game uh, against Altrincham Kersall in two weeks' time at Portishee. In Counties 4, ADM, Lancashire and Cheshire, great news for Vagabonds as well. Uh, they won away from home this afternoon, uh, beating Marple 24 points to 17. And there was some good news from elsewhere in the table for Vagabonds as well. Uh, second place, Cole and Nelson lost to Ellesmere Port. Uh, Ellesmere Port, if you remember, beat Vagabonds last week in uh, what was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, but Ellesmere Port climbing up the table now. They're breathing down Vagabonds' neck, game in hand, only six points behind. Uh, so Vagas got to look a little bit over the shoulder. But that defeat for Colman Nelson means that uh, uh, Vagabonds' gap to the promotion spots is only four points. 
and they play Colin Nelson in the very last game of the season on the 6th of April. So uh, that could turn out to be a belter. This afternoon, Vagabonds down to 12 men at one stage. So they showed a great bit of resilience there away at Marple. Um, but they uh, managed to uh, hold on, closed out the game. Tries for them today from Regan Williams, Daniel Bomwick, Mark Oldfield and Cam Finley. And uh, Finley also kicked two conversions. So uh, excellent uh, performance from Vagabonds. Bonus point win away from home. You can never sneeze at one of those. And if you'd offer them that before they left, uh, they'd have bit your hand off. Uh, in the Manx Shield, Ramsey won big at the Murick Park, 72-12 the final score uh, up there this afternoon. That's again we covered for Saturday Live. Uh, two tries apiece for Ramsey for Brandon Atchison, Josh Coutine and Jake Richmond. Uh, Ramsey 34-0 ahead at half-time. Uh, other tries came from Ben Hardman, Will Millsop, Ryan Wren, Sam Corlett, Danny Howard and Stevie Neal with Brandon Atchison kicking six conversions this afternoon. So the Nomads got two late but very well-deserved consolation tries. I mean, you can't hide away from a 72-12 scoreline, but uh, Nomads were very competitive in patches, uh, lost out a little bit at the breakdown. Ramsey a bit more effective at turning over the ball and uh, had a dominant scrummage as well. And those sort of things going against you, I mean, uh, you may get possession, but uh, you don't have it for very long. And that's the problem Nomads, I think, suffered with a little bit this afternoon. But uh, battled hard they did, and in the end, uh, picked up two tries. One from Finn McGregor, one from Mark Young, and he converted that one himself. So uh, well done to those guys, and particularly uh, Finn McGregor, Mark Young, and everybody else who are still battling away. 72 points down with five minutes to go. Uh, there's a lot of commitment shown in there, and Nomads can be proud of themselves, even if the result was uh, a little bit one-sided. Um, down at Paulson Park, Western Vikings emerged 48-31 winners against Castletown. Hat-trick there for Vikings for Tom Randall. Harry Goodwin got two, and there were single tries from Ed Knight and Morgan Armstrong Patton. On the score sheet too was Jack Goodwin, who touched down in his first competitive outing in 18 months after his serious mountain bike accident. So welcome back to Jack Goodwin. It's good to see him on the field, and he'll make a big difference to Western Vikings for the remainder of this season. And Tom Randall kicked three conversions for Vikings, and Harry Goodwin got their fourth. So well done to Western Vikings, uh, and well done for Castletown for actually uh, making it down there. It's their home fixture, or their home ground, but I know they've struggled to get a team out. They've managed to do something today, and let's hope the guys can kick on from that, and uh, we see a lot more of them on the scoreboard for the rest of this season. Dave Christian, thank you very much, as always. Manx Radio Sport. And finally this evening, we turn our attention to hockey, and it's been the second week this Saturday of the 2024 men's and ladies' hockey seasons after some dramatic results in the curtain-raising games last weekend, which included both of the reigning Premier League champions, backers Men's A and Castletown Ladies A, both suffering defeats. Could they bounce back this week, or will others try and take the opportunity to take the crown away from them over the course of the season, and of course across the other divisions as well? We're going to take a look through the results from today's fixture and also we will be bringing you the live draw for the ladies and men's cup competitions in just a few minutes time but first of all as always he's waited so patiently for his turn in the spotlight good evening to ben cunningham good evening thank you <laughs> 
Well, I, I say that you waited a while. You were actually, uh, the, I suppose, the supporting act for the football draw earlier. So you got that at least. Yeah, well, I've, I've hired Tony to be the supporting act for our draws. So. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Right, let's take a look at the fixtures taking place today. Plenty to get through, of course, during the men's and ladies' season each week. Let's start with the Canada Life Men's Premier League. The early pushback today was 12.30 QE2. Valkyze up against uh, Backers B. Valkyze went into this favourites and they've made it count. They've beaten Backers B by five goals to nil, Ben. Yeah, good result there for Valkyrie. Is what they needed after being held by uh, the new the new team on the block in the men's Premier League, uh, Harlequins A last week. Uh, Ollie Webster with two, Chris Thomas with one, Sam Moffat with one, and Oscar Lace with one. And then the same scoreline in the next game in the Men's Premier League, which is a 1.30 start at King Williams College between Backers A, the defending champions, beaten last week in the opening day, as we mentioned, up against the Castletown A side, who are certainly capable of uh, shocking some of the top teams in this league. Not to be, though, for the Southerners today. Backers A, back on the form they've shown in the last few years. They've beaten Castletown A by five goals to nil. Yeah, just the result Backers A really wanted after last week's uh, opening weekend uh, opening se- weekend season defeat. Uh, Tony Bentley-Roberts with a hat-trick, Elliot Reid and Tom uh, Lotham with a goal each. And the late game in the Men's Premier League today was at 3.30 at the NSC, and that's Harlequins A up against Vikings A. Vikings A beating Backers A last weekend, hoping to kick on whilst uh, Harlequins A still just trying to find their feet in the Men's Premier League. Vikings A, a professional display from them. They've won again, so back-to-back wins at the start of the season for them. They've beaten Harlequins A by four goals to one. Yeah, good result there, and uh, from the report I've got, it sounds like Harlequins gave Vikings a really good game, uh, 3-1 at half-time. Uh, John Cooper were two and Macklin Wilson were two for uh, Vikings, eh? And then for Harlequins, the uh, consolation goal was by Ronan Santalatoglio. And then we move into the ladies' Premier League. The early start was a 12-30 pushback at the NSC, and this saw Harlequins A up against the Castletown Ladies A side, the defending champions who, as we also mentioned, were beaten last weekend. But Castletown A getting back on the winning trail early on, a great response for them up against Harlequins A. Castletown A beating Harlequins by five goals to nil. Yeah, just the result Castletown A wanted after last week's defeat. Uh, Helena Allen with a goal, Evie Watson with a goal, Dulcie Tier with a goal, and then Hannah Lees with two goals. But uh, definitely the result Cast Town wanted after last week. And then straight after the NSC at 2 o'clock saw Vikings A up against Castletown B. A tough task on paper, especially for this Castletown B side coming up to the Ladies Premier League up against a Vikings A side looking to uh, continue their uh, strong start in this division. And Vikings A did manage to do that, beating Castletown B by four goals to nil. But Castletown B, that is a respectable scoreline for them. Yeah, two goals in the first half and then two goals in the second half for Vikings A. Um, and like you say, a good uh, good battle there by Castletown B to not let Vikings run away with it. Kim Carney with two goals, Sarah Blackman and Danny McIntosh with a goal each. And the other pushback at two o'clock was out at QE2 in Peel. That saw Valkyrie's A winners on the opening day up against uh, Backers A. And it's back-to-back wins now for Valkyrie's A as well. They've beaten Backers A by four goals to one. Yeah, that's making things look really interesting at the top of the league at the moment uh, between both Vikings and Valkyrie's. Uh, for Valkyrie's, it was uh, Eleanor Devereaux and... Andrea Littlejohn and Jess Sloder with two goals. And then Backers' consolation was Rosie Catlow. Then let's take a look at the respective Division 1. Start off in Men's Division 1. There were three games there today. We'll start off with the early pushback between Valkyrie's B and Vikings C over at QE2. A good result here for Valkyrie's B today, beating Vikings C by three goals to nil. Yeah, sounds a really close game, that. Uh, Neil Jacobs with two and Ethan Adams with a goal. 
And then elsewhere, the late pushback was uh, 3.30 at Castle Russian High School between Harlequinsby and Vikingsby. A battle of the B teams, but certainly a, a big difference in the scoreline here. Big win for Vikingsby, 6-0. Yeah, uh, big result there for Vikingsby. One they'll definitely be happy with. Of course, Harlequins, they've put up a good fight there, but of course, Vikingsby's strength has just proven there today. Uh, Jacob Hardens with two, Josh Knight with one, Charlie Bell with one, Braden Maston with one, and Lee Cowley with one. And elsewhere in the other game in men's division, one a good result for Ramsey A with that long journey down south today, beating Castown B by three goals to nil. Yeah, uh, Nat Smith with two and Connor Parfit with a goal and a good result there for Ramsey A. Then we move into ladies division one. Early pushback at 11 at the NSC was Backers B and Vikings B. A close game this one, but it's finished. Backers B one, Vikings B two. Yeah, and uh, the report I had was it was such an even match game. Chances at both ends, but Vikings found the winner. Uh, Leah, Leah Meller with the goal for Backers B. And then for Vikings B, it was more than Smith and uh, Georgie Higgins. Then elsewhere at 2 o'clock in the north at Ramsey Grammar School, a good result for Ramsey Ladies A beating Castletown C 4-0. Yeah, good result there for Ramsey. I think Castletown had a task ahead of them today against a former Premier League side. Uh, Vic Garner with two, uh, Charlotte Brooks with one and Christina Kameen with one. And the other game in Ladies Division 1 saw Valkyries B pitted against Backers C. Another good result for Valkyries today. Valkyries B4, Backers C0. Yeah, good result there. Just what they wanted after uh, being held by Castletown last weekend. Uh, Steph Cottier with two, Molly Thomas with one and Flo Barber with one. And then we go into the respective Division 2s. Men's Division 2, 12 o'clock at King Williams College. Saw Backers D up against Castletown C. Backers D winning by four goals to two. Yeah, and this was uh, one of two games I've umpired today. And it was a really good game, uh, really enjoyable. And uh, Castletown uh, were really good as well. But Backers were just a bit more clinical today. Uh, Jazz Slights with one. Dave Cowley with one. Dave Neal with one. And Christian Davis with one. And then Castletown, it was Paul Bolts and Ryan Eggberry. And the other game in men's Division 2. Wow, this was a bit of a goal fest, wasn't it? Three o'clock at King Williams College between Ramsey B and Backers Colts. Ramsey B four, Backers Colts eight. And half-time, it was 1-1. One, one. So the second half... So it half, all happened in the second it half. It all happened in the second <laughs> half. So uh, un- unbelievable, really. Uh, for Ramsey B, it was um, Tom Howard with two and Dan Cross with two. And then for uh, Backers Colts, it was Lucas Harding, Will Wiseman with two, George Lease with one, Ollie Christian with one, Harry McKenzie with uh, one, and Dan Stevenson with two against his former team. I know you don't have to pay to watch hockey games on the Isle of Man, but if you did, you'd have certainly got your money's worth if you went down to watch that (laughs) Okay, uh, taking a look elsewhere in uh, Ladies Division 2. Valkyrie C, 2, Castletown E, 0. Yeah, good result there for Valkyrie C, uh, Vikings Z. Very young uh, squad, but Valkyrie C proven how strong they are. Lavinia Washington and Isla Kelly with goals each. And we also had uh, Vikings C1, Harlequins B4. Yeah, this is the second game I umpired today. Um, Sarah Presley, after many chances at goal, that's what the report said. So if you don't like that, I'm sorry. But um, And for Harlequins, it was Emma Walsh for Kerry uh, Williams and Laura Smith with two goals. 
And last but certainly not least, rounding off the senior fixtures on Saturday in Manx Men's and Ladies Hockey. Uh, 3.30 at Ramsey Grammar School in Ladies Division 2. It's finished Castletown D3, Ramsey B2. Yeah, really close game. And I had a feeling this would be either a stalemate or just split by uh, t- by a goal. Uh, for Ramsey B, it was Abigail Harvey with one, Becky Weimer with one. And then for uh, Castletown D, it was Lola Hornby-Wheeler and Faith Watson were two. And one message I did get from uh, the result that we got through here with those details, thanks for sending that, was uh, it was a well-fought game by both sides, thoroughly enjoyable game. Absolutely. And then last but certainly not least in hockey, in terms of the fixtures taking place today, there were two more fixtures in the under-15s league. One of them was an early pushback at Castle Russian High School at 11 o'clock today. Backers 3, Valkyries 6. Yeah, some real big score lines today and some really close ones there. Ollie uh, Partington with one, Seb Leave with one, and Ryan Cartwright with one for backers. And then for Valkyries, it was Liam Harrison with four, and Ryan Thomas with two. And the other game in the under-15s league is ongoing right now. Ramsey Rogues and Rascals versus Castletown Sabres at King Williams College. That pushed back at 4.30, so that game's still going as we speak. But, uh, Ben, have we had any updates since then? Unfortunately, my uh, my sources are not answering their phones, so it must be a really... Probably in- busy playing hockey, <laughs> they, Yeah, they probably are, but a <laughs> uh, really, really close game. Uh, probably getting played there, but, yeah, um, no score come through or no latest score, but... Um, a big shout out to the umpires that have all umpired this weekend. All of you have had lots of praise this weekend from captains. Very good to hear. Okay, let's move it on to the cup competitions in men's and ladies hockey going forward. We will be bringing you the draws in just a moment for the ladies and men's competitions. But before we get started, Ben, we just need to clarify. Uh, for the ladies competitions today, will involve the live draws for the ladies cup, ladies plate and ladies bowl. In the men's competition today, it is just the men's cup competition. Is that correct? Yeah, we're only drawing the men's cup for uh, the men's draws uh, the men's plate is going to be getting drawn on Monday at um, the MHA's meeting uh, this is just due to a last minute change between what's happening with the men's plate and the men's bowl so that is going to be getting drawn on Monday but we will uh, let the draw be known and we will let Manx Radio know so that you can publicise it Very well. Well, let's uh, move into the Ladies' Cup competitions draw. We are going to start with the Ladies' Cup. So, Ben, just to start with, could you explain what this uh, first round is going to look like and which are the teams in the hat? Okay, so the teams are Castletown A, Vikings A, Valkyries A, Backers A, Castletown B and Harlequins A. There's going to be two ties drawn and two buys drawn. So, Tony has the ball bag. If you'd like to do the honours. We've got a role reversal here. <laughs> First one out. Number four. Is Backers A. Number six. Harlequins A. Number five. Is Castletown B. Against number two. Vikings A. And then the last one. Number three. Is Valkyries A. And number one. Castletown A. So just confirmation there of the Ladies' Cup competition first round draw. It'll be Backers A versus Harlequins A, Castletown B versus Vikings A, 
and then buys in this round for Valkyze and Castletown A. Uh, ben, of those two ties that will be taking place, are either of them or both of them going... Do they stand out to you? Both of them really do stand out. I think both of them will be really close. Of course, back uh, Vikings A played Castletown B today, and... Uh, Castown B gave them a good game as for Harlequins against backers they're yet to meet in the league but they look very even I must admit and that one could be a very close one very well let's move on to the ladies plate competitions then so uh, uh, Ben again could you just uh, let us know the teams in the hat and what the format for this round is going so to so the look teams like. in the ladies plate are Valkyries B Ramsey A backers B Vikings B Castletown C and backers C so there's going to be one tie drawn and three teams are going to have buys. Okay. Yep. Tony Mepham is back once again. Here we go. Number four. Is Vikings B. Against number three. Backers B. And then I think it's buys, is it? Number yep. five. For Castletown C. Number two. Ramsey A. And number one. And that will be... Falkyres B. So there we go, the draw for the ladies' plates competition. Opening rounds, the one tie that will take place is Vikings B versus Backers B. And then there are buys into the next round for Castletown C, Ramsey A, and Valkyries B. And just very quickly, I was just looking across my desk here as Tony was making that draw. There was a lot of flourishes going on. It was quite dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh... it's, it, it's not a complaint. It's an observation. I was, I was actually quite impressed with that. So, uh, Ben, with that one tie that's going to take place in the ladies' plate, um, Vikings B and Backers B. What do you make of yeah, it? Yeah, that's going to be a really tasty one. And if it's anything to go by today's uh, match, uh, we could be in for a thriller, a thriller in that one. So that's the one tie taking place. Okay, let's move on to the uh, final draw for the ladies' competitions. That is the ladies' bowl competition. So again, Ben, the teams in the hat, please, and what the format of the first round will look like. Okay, so this one's going to go straight into uh, semi-finals. There's there are only four teams in this ladies' bowl, and that's Castletown D, Ramsey B, Falkyrie C, and Viking C. So Tony, when you're ready, four in the hat. Four in the hat. Number one, Castletown D. Against number four. Viking C. Number two. Ramsey B. Against number three. Valkyrie C. Okay, so the draw for the semi-finals of the Ladies' Bowl competition are Castletown D versus Viking C and Ramsey B versus Valkyrie C. Again, Ben, any of those two ties jump out at you, I guess? Um, I think both of them are really close, and uh, they'll be both really competitive. So, uh, yeah, lots to look forward to, to there. So the Ladies' Cup and the Ladies' Plate, those games will be played on the weekend of the 27th of Jan. And the Ladies' Bowl, that semi-final, will be getting played on the 2nd of March. Okay, so if you just missed that in terms of the date for the competition, so the first round of the Ladies' Cup will take place on the 27th of January, Saturday the 27th. On the same day will also be the first round, the one fixture in the Ladies' Plate competition. And then for the semi-finals of the Ladies' Bowl, because there are only four teams involved, that will take place at the beginning of March. So Saturday the 2nd of March for that one. Okay, so we'll now move on to the live draw for the Men's Cup competition. As we mentioned before, if you missed it a moment ago, it is only the draw 
for the men's cup competition that will be taking place today. The draw for the men's plates competition will be taking place at the Manx Hockey Association on Monday and confirmation of that will come in due course. So again, Ben, for the men's cup competition opening round, uh, could you explain the format and the teams involved? Yep, so we've got six teams in this, which are Backers A, Vikings A, Castletown A, Valkyries A, Backers B and Harlequins A. There'll be two ties drawn and two teams will have buys into the next round and these games will be played on the 27th of Jan. So, Tony. Tony Meppen, do the honours. Number six. Harlequins A. Against number four. Valkyries A. Second game, number five. Backers B. Against number one. Backers A. Number two. Vikings A. Against number three. Castletown A. So confirmation of the men's cup competition first round draw. Harlequins A versus Valkyries A. Backers B versus Backers A. And then there are buys for Vikings A and Castletown A. Ben, your thoughts on that draw? Um, well, backers meeting their B team, that'll be a really good uh, derby game, that will. Um, as for the other tie, uh, Harlequins against Valkyries, when these two met on the opening weekend, it was a 2 all draw. So could it be as close as that in this uh, cup competition? We wait and see. Could very well be. And uh, just very quickly, as well as you mentioned already with the ladies' competitions, when are the men's cup competition games due to be played? So the men's games are due to be played on the weekend of the 27th of Jam. Excellent. Well, we will just, if you have missed any of those draws before, we will just very quickly go through the draws that have been taking place for the ladies' and men's cup competitions in Manx Hockey. We'll start with the ladies' cup. Fixtures to be played on the 27th of January. Backers A versus Harlequins A. Castletown B versus Vikings A. And then there are buys for Valkyries A and Castletown A. In the ladies' plate first round, game due to be played on the 27th of January as well. The one game taking place is Vikings B versus Backers B. And then there are buys to the next round for Castletown C, Ramsey A and Valkyries B. In the ladies' bowl, just four teams involved, so straight to the semi-final phase. These games to be played on the 2nd of March and they will be Castletown D versus Vikings C and Ramsey B versus Valkyries C. And finally, the one draw made in the Men's Cup competitions for the Men's Cup itself. These games to be played on the 27th of January and they are Harlequins A versus Valkyries A and Backers B versus Backers A. And then there are buys into the next round for Vikings A and Castletown A. Well, I think that brings us nicely to the conclusion of uh, Saturday Sports Classified this week. Many thanks, as always, to Tony Meppham, Ben Cunningham and Dave Christian for some uh, fantastic analysis of today's sporting action across the Isle of Man and beyond. Thank you so much for joining us here on Manx Radio AM 1368. We will now be handing back over to Radio Caroline North for the rest of the evening. So thank you very much again for joining us and have yourself a wonderful Saturday and a wonderful rest of your weekend. But from us, until next time... It is. Bye for now. Manx Radio Sport.